you're listening and watching MHF, Move Her Forward podcast and TV series, it is a place where you could listen, learn, and level up. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Edwina McKinnon, and on Move Her Forward, we bring you new topics twice a month that is dedicated to women in business. So join us as we have thought-provoking conversations where our speakers will share their secrets of strategizing their next moves and helping you learn, listen, and level up. If you love learning new things and leveling up, do remember to hit that subscribe button because honestly, you will love it here at Move Her Forward where we remove the fluff from the conversation and sorry, where we remove the fluff in our conversations and bring you increased value to your day. I wanted to welcome you to our special guest for today's episode. Her name is Nuhela Shurkawi. She is the founder and the CEO of Scale Without Borders. It has created a game-changing startup that empowers immigrants to secure the tech jobs that they deserve while helping employers discover brilliant immigrant tech talent. With an entire tech ecosystem in place, SWB provides newcomers with access to a wide range of resources, including tech training programs, exclusive events, networks, and job opportunities. As an immigrant of Morocco who has enjoyed a remarkable and fulfilling career in tech, she is committed to helping others achieve the same level of, of success. Her achievements have been widely recognized, including being named Bay Street's Bull Woman of the Year 2021 and CILAR Aspiring Innovator of 2022. If you're interested in joining the SWB network, you can definitely take advantage of the many opportunities that it provides. So with that being said, welcome, Nuhalia, to this fabulous episode. We are super excited to have you a part of this. Thank you, and thanks for that kind intro. I, I appreciate it. Awesome. So with that being said, we love to take the fluff out of our conversation, so I'm going to just jump right into some of these questions that I have tailored to our episode for you today. So I think the first thing that I really wanted to start with is, can you really tell us about your personal you know, journey as an immigrant in tech, and really how did it lead you to you know, um, create the Scale Without Borders organization? Sure. So I came from Morocco. I was 17 years old when I decided to come here. I came for university. I did not study tech or anything like that. I actually studied political science. And when I graduated, I was uh, really clear on what I wanted to do, but not how. I definitely didn't know that tech was going to be uh, the way the tech startup world was going to be the way to go about it. But um, I ended up joining a startup that was uh, doing exactly what I was passionate about, which was helping refugees. Uh, and then I that led me to working at an incubator, tech incubator that I was also passionate about um, helping women founders. And I think that was around the time when I thought, wow, there's an opportunity here. I'm in tech. I'm an immigrant, would love to create something special for immigrants in tech. And the rest is history. 
That is so exciting. I know you have to go through things in life to really, you know, find your purpose. And I really enjoy what you're doing. And I've attended a lot of your different events. And honestly, I'm always flabbergasted with the, you know, with the ecosystem that you have developed for, you know, especially women in tech. And that kind of leads us into my next question is, can you really like try to give us an overview of the tech ecosystem when it comes to Scale Without Borders and what they're truly building for newcomers, including like the resources and the training programs and those job opportunities that you offer? For sure. So the vision we had for Scale Without Borders is that we'd create a tech ecosystem where a newcomer could freely and easily navigate a bunch of tech resources for free to get them where they want in their careers. Whether it's they need an upskilling in a specific tech area, let's say data science or software development, and for free, we have programs for that, whether it's building community and accessing the right networks. Because, you know, as a newcomer, you probably don't know many people. So we do a bunch of signature, really fun events from like really small um, events to like large summits. And also we, we do we share a lot of content. We share job postings. So that's the vision we had an all encompassing tech ecosystem that is powered by and supported by our partners uh, with whom we wouldn't be able to do this. Right. And then when we're looking at, you know, immigrants actually coming to Canada, um, how do you feel like immigrants, um, especially the tech professionals, um, you know, when they're starting out in this tech industry, what are some things that you would recommend when it comes to positioning themselves for really setting themselves up for success? When they first join, when they first come into the country? Absolutely. Yeah. Because there's a lot of like, there's existing competition competition right now within Canada, but I couldn't fathom being an immigrant coming to Canada and not having like that support. But if you have an immigrant coming into Canada, what are some recommendations that you would recommend uh, really allowing them to set themselves up for success? So what I always advocate for, and I've done this myself is first of all, um, anchor yourself in what you truly want to do. Like, what is your passion, right? I know sometimes it can be hard when you're new to the country, you need to pay your bills, you just need a job, you're just looking for something. But it really, truly does help when you know what you want to do and you go after it authentically. Uh, for me, I was very specific about wanting to help newcomers and that's exactly what I found before even starting my own company. Um, I, I went to events lots of it's all about who you know especially here in canada going to events not only helps you get inspired learn more understand how things work but connect to people that can help you they could be employers future peers friends that was really um helpful for me and then finding communities that you belong you feel like you could belong to or represent you like for me women in tech was what helped me get my my job for you, well, it could be an immigrant in tech community, of course, but there are so many other communities that you could join as well. Um, yeah, I like that you said that too, like, you know, um, finding your passion, right? Because I've worked with a, a lot of different immigrants coming into Canada and it's like, like you said, you just want to land a job really quick because you have expenses, you have bills to pay, and sometimes you have a family that you've come with. So. I really like that. And, and something that you said that I hope our listeners caught was it's really about who you know. Um, so getting out of your comfort zone, showing up to events, connecting with people, because you never know 
you can actually meet that one person at that event that can change your whole life. And I've attended a lot of your events in the past. And there's always that like one person that I meet that honestly changes the landscape of even just like my mindset or just being offered, you know, offering to be a, like a mentor. So that's really key. And I, like I said, I hope our listeners caught that gem right there. Um, so I know right now there's, you know, a lot of immigrant tech professionals that's going to be locking into this episode. Could you share some success stories that you've seen with, you know, immigrant tech professionals actually working with your organization? And how has that really changed their lives? Yeah, well, we have quite a few success stories, which is really exciting. Um, our success stories or their success stories range from, you know, being new to the country and finding an exciting, incredible job at one of a, you know, an ex excellent tech company or tech department in Canada. And also we had others who have been so successful, they're now giving back to, to the community as well. Um, to also having, um, we, we've had someone who uh, tuned into our webinar, for example, and from Africa, Nigeria, and through you know the summit and through connecting through Scale Without Borders, they were able to um, actually find an employer to sponsor them, which is less uh, likely, right, to happen because finding a employer to sponsor you, it is a lot harder. Um, and they, you know, became a software engineer for a one of Canada's top tech companies. And it's, it's such a great story to see as well um, coming to Canada. And, you know, there's also people who've grown their businesses. We, we used to run and we still do uh, run um, entrepreneurial stream as well. So growing your business as well has also been a theme. Um, there are many exciting, you know, opportunities in tech and just digital innovation and all and it's so exciting to see all these success stories yes absolutely it's really good to hear like positive success stories right um because sometimes we need evidence we need to see the evidence to believe it um so i just i really enjoy just hearing about all this, the success that immigrants are facing you know when i think about tech right there it's you know, it is a male dominated industry in a lot of different fields. Like when you look at coding and these type of um, software engineers, we're not seeing a lot of like women um, taking up these spaces. In your opinion, how could, you know, the tech industry really become more inclusive and supportive, you know, of especially women immigrants in tech? And what do you think that, you know, SWB would start really playing into these efforts that you're about to talk about? For sure. So employers have obviously a huge power to do this um, quite single handedly, but also with the support of the community. Um, I think employers need to be very intentional about going to newcomers and hiring them. So where do you find newcomers? How do you find newcomers? How do you but also learning the way of newcomers, right? Newcomers not do not necessarily communicate like everyone else. I know that um, some newcomers, for instance, will start off their application by saying, hi, I have a wife and two kids, right? And it comes off as odd to employers, but actually in their culture, it's just that part, it's part of life um, sharing that, right? So I think um, bringing up to speed employers in terms of the cultural gap, but also we also bring up to speed newcomers to really help, you know, it's a two-way thing, right? Um, so that was um, in terms of um, 
helping, uh, you know, integrate immigrants, immigrant women specifically as well. Uh, I think being accountable, so having metrics, it's very simple. Um, monitor how many people identify as newcomers or how how long they've been in the country, how many people identify as women or non-binary and also other diversity metrics. You want to to make sure that you do that. At Scale Without Borders, we have, um, we have most of our programs are for newcomers, but we also do help employers, um, you know, understand how to hire newcomers. We all obviously help. We partner with them specifically. If you partner with us, it's because you want to hire newcomers. So these are all super intentional efforts that you need to be making in order to come to the result that you want to come to. Nothing is made easy. Absolutely. And I like that word you use, being intentional, right? And the organizations, the hiring departments, the HR, like really have to be intentional and looking for these individuals. Because sometimes it's really hard to, as like a newcomer and an immigrant to, you know, show up to these interviews and know how to be able to excel in it. So I also love the fact that you spoke about that culture gap too, right? You know, um, I've done a lot of interviews where individuals would come and they would talk about their family first, but within the Western, you know, culture, when you show up to interviews, that's actually probably the last thing that you talk about. So I really like that you, you brought clarity to that because there's, um, it's not like, it's, it's a little bit of a misunderstanding when you think about the different cultures, right? So, Family is very important, which I, I learned. Um, so, of course, you would want to talk about it first. Um, there's a, a venture that I'm actually a part of, too, where I help actually mentor immigrants right now. And there's a lot of questions that have come up, but we'll go over just a few ones, especially from women. So um, something that has come up is, you know, do you need a university degree or a college diploma to actually get started in tech and to actually work in tech? So I'm a no, I, I don't think you need, I have a university degree, I don't, as I mentioned, it was in politics. So I don't think you need a university degree, partly because some of it is self-taught, but also, you know, when you're a woman in tech or an immigrant woman in tech, you don't, you're not necessarily coding. You could be in business in tech. You could be in product, you could be in sales. Um, so tech in and of itself is a super broad, um, Field. That being said, of course, if you're going to go technical, you might need some, well, you will need technical skills. But, um, you know, of course, a lot of the time it's awesome to have a computer science degree um, if you're going to be a software engineer. But you know what? You could also learn how to code um, through, you know, a tech training program. We offer tech training programs specifically that are more like sprints to help you learn technical skills, which we think are faster and efficient. Um, but the general answer is no, you don't need a university degree. Don't be intimidated. Yeah, I really like hearing that because it, it allows women to, you know, be inspired that they don't have to go through that four year, sometimes five to six year degree um, with trying to get into tech. And in your opinion, there's a lot of different boot camps out there right now that is allowing, especially women, to go through like a four-week course or a six-week course. In your opinion, what do you, what, how do you feel like that is within the actual working tech space? And is that something that SWB offers right now to immigrants as well? 
Yes, we do offer that. Um, they're typically longer than that. We find that you, you need a, a few months. So three months, for instance, is an average for us to really get a, a skill, uh, you know, upskill in an area. There are some, we have partners that offer, uh, you know, longer term, um, op, you know, programs as well. I think the key here is try, obviously, try to search for free programs. There are free programs out there. Some of the programs are paid um, and they're expensive. So that's why we're, we advocate for free programs at Scale Without Borders. Um, and there are a bunch of partners for newcomers, for women. So, you know, look look out for those as well. Absolutely. Those are really helpful um, tips and, and um, ideas that people can really start to expand their mm -hmm. career. Now, with SWB looking ahead now, so looking like maybe five to 10 years, what are some of the goals and what are like the top priorities that is coming up in the next coming years? And how do you plan to really continue expanding and improving your offerings? And, and is it, I think it's just only um, offered in Canada right now, right? Yes. Um, well, a lot of what we do is virtual. Um, so technically people can tune in, but a lot of what we do is applicable to Canada. So yes, our headquarter is in, um, in Canada. Um, your question was around, uh, what do I anticipate, you know, for scale without borders down the road? So bigger and better. So first of all, like our community, we have thousands of community, of community members. We want to amplify that. We, our programs are working and our events are working. So we're going to be scaling those. We have a very popular annual summit that we, we do every year and it just gets bigger. This year is happening again in Toronto in the fall. It's a surprise venue. Uh, so stay tuned for that. There's uh, obviously the network that Ed Edwina talked about. You can sign up to, to, to stay tuned for that. Uh, we are also thinking of expanding to you know other geographic locations. But I'll stop there in terms of um, in terms of uh, where we were going in our future, because, of course, we want to keep things uh, a surprise as well. Love that. Love that. And my last two questions for you. Um, I really love to end our episode off with like real actionable advice and tips that women right now could really use in their life. So my second last question is, why should women choose tech right now as a career? Mm -hmm. Well, why not, right? If they want to, the most important question to ask is if, if you want to, there's um, nothing that can stop you if you want to do that. Um, the benefits of, of joining tech, first of all, it's so broad you can really find what you want in tech, right? Some people, there's all sectors fall under tech. Tech in and of itself is not a sector, it's it's an enabler. Um, I chose tech because I could solve the very problems I was passionate about as a teenager, global challenges, using innovation um, and using technology, which is so exciting. I think there's flexibility, there's a lot of opportunity to make a, a big impact uh, as well. And then the last thing I would say is, there is an awareness for diversity and there's like a big movement. So if there's one place where I think we women, immigrants, BIPOC folks uh, have uh, a, a, a shot at, it's probably in tech because there's a lot of people who are really awake uh, and are pushing to to get you in. So, so get yourself in. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's actually so true. There is a huge movement that I've noticed, especially around 
you know, getting people of color, right, into these spaces. So I really um, do have to agree with that. And my last question is, where can women find you after this episode if they want to get in touch with you, if they want to be a part of the SWB movement? How and, and where could they find you? Sure. You can go to the Scale Without Borders website and then click join the network. Um, I don't know if Edwina, you'll you'll have a link somewhere else, but we can we can definitely have that link. That is the best way to get in touch. And of course, you can get in touch with me on LinkedIn um, by just uh, adding me as a friend uh, or a, a connection, a friend as well. <laughs> Love that. And I actually have to um, agree with that because that's how I connected with you is on LinkedIn and. Honestly, I really love what you're doing. I love the movement. And something that I really um, admire about you is that you um, care, right? Like you truly have a, a passion to care. And I remember when I messaged you, just thinking about like my journey in my career, you were very open and you actually directed me to uh, many resources. I don't know if you remember, but you directed me to many resources. And you also gave me a free ticket, a few free tickets to attend your event. Mm -hmm. So I, that's just a, a success story of me working with SWB in some capacity is that you're never too high up um, and you're always reachable. So I just wanted to, um, uh, you know, just remind you to keep shining so bright that they can't ignore you. And you never really know who you're inspiring. You may not know that person, but the fact is that you are inspiring so many of us women, either directly or indirectly. So keep shining so bright. Um, like I said, that they can't ignore you. And thank you, Nuhalia, for being a part of this episode. Um, thank you again for our listeners to tapping in to Move Her Forward podcast and TV series. Remember, this is a place where you could listen, learn, and level up. I'm your host, Adrena McKinnon. And until next time, thank you for tuning in. Bye. Thank you.